Hi, this is Frank Smiley, guitar player for the last Heartbeats, and you're listening to the Cloudwatcher Uno podcast. This is a non-sponsored segment showcasing the deep end by the last heartbeats.
And now let's listen in to the podcast. Let's start off by saying welcome to the Cloudwatcher Luna podcast. Welcome all. Thank, thank you for joining us. It's such an honor to, to have you here. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, uh, tell, tell, tell me about the name of the band, the, the last half piece. Uh, okay, so that's uh, that's actually pulled from a line in a song I wrote. It's actually not one we currently play, but uh, there was a line. Uh, the song's called "Dirty Souls," and one of the lines is. Uh, where the last heartbeats reside and the dirty souls dwell. I just thought it was a cool line, so I just stole it for the band name. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that's how that's how those things usually come about. You know, there's there's usually not a big grand store. Sometimes there is, but usually it's just something simple. You know. Excellent. So so how 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 are you both? Great. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> as far Doing as things well. can, can be great right now, yeah. Excellent. It's actually snowing here for the first time in four years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not that's kind of nice. Not a flurry, Frank. It's not a flurry? Uh, we ha I haven't seen one flurry here. Oh, it, it's snowing pretty good here. No, no snow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I guess I'm, we're just outside the line, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all I can we're, say is, um, from 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 London, there's no snow at all. It's I mean, I mean, it's cold. It's just it's just not cold enough. It's still too warm. So yeah. Yeah. Well, with this part of Texas, we don't. Oh, now see, now I look out the window and it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. So much for that. Yeah. Oh, so it's snowing here. Yes, Frank's right. It is snowing. <laughs> Frank is always right. You just, just remember yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, the two two songs that you've released so far, uh, Live, Living on the Rocks and The Deep End, who came up with, with, with the lyrics? Uh, that would be me. So basically, Ooh. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the principal songwriter for the band, yeah. so normally I'll I'll write a song and I'll have, you know, just the bare bones guitar parts and most of the lyrics and melody, and then I'll come in and show it to the guys and tell them, you know, take it and do musically whatever you want with it. So any other guitar parts that get written, the drums that get added, all of that stuff. I pretty much just turn that over to the other guys and say, do what you want, you know, whatever you feel, go with that. So. Excellent. So Frank, uh, well, what's it, what's it, what's it like the, the creative process? Um, uh, Ricky's given us some ideas, but how, how do you, how do you feel? One, 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 two, one, two, get get the lyrics. Yeah. Well, so, um, you know, like Ricky was saying, he, he has, uh, you know, the lyrics, uh, the chords and the melody. So um, it gives me a creative license to say, okay, well, here's the chords and here's the melody. Is there some kind of counter melody I can come up with? Or is there, um, uh, you know, some, some other chords that could uh, allow 
you know, a more jangly feel in this part or a, a more somber feel over here. So um, it gives me license to, since I'm not a songwriter myself, you know, but it allows me to be creative um, yeah. as far as um, bouncing off of his ideas and, and kind of reflecting my own um, musical sense. Excellent. So um, have you always played the guitar? Was, 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 was it always some, some, something that, that you picked up as a child? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was um, probably in the seventh grade. I think I, I was in an uh, outlet store, and, uh, and, and I told my dad I wanted, I wanted that guitar. And it was a, it was a Sears SG copy. Uh, and, and I wanted it because that's what Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath played. So I wanted that same guitar. And, uh, and uh, you know, that, I've only played guitar. So, yeah, just the, ever since then, um, you know, that's all I've ever wanted to be, actually. Fantastic. And yourself, Ricky, what was, was, the, was the guitar your instrument, instrument of choice? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start it out all, from the high school time all the way through probably up to about 10 years ago. And even at some points in, in the last bands that we've had over the last few years that we've where Frank and I have worked together, I always played bass. I was never, I was never the guitarist or one of the guitarists. And up until, I guess what, maybe 2005, somewhere around there was the first time I actually said, you know what? I've I've kind of had my fill of lead singers. I'm not going to deal with them anymore. Just decided to do that part myself. And so that's when I kind of picked up playing guitar and and singing and writing all the songs because and I've probably turned into this myself, but there's there's no one you want to deal with less than the lead singer of a band. I mean they are they are the worst musicians in the world to deal with. They're moody, they're you know, they, everything revolves around them. You never know what direction you're going to go in from one minute to the next. So, yeah, that's how I ended up being the singer. <laughs> in our experience, anyway, we've had a lot of uh, bad experience with uh, lead singers and egos. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've, unfortunately, I think thinking... Uh, in not just in the world of music, um, pe people's egos, you know, um, tend tend to either becoming small, large, or just like world world size. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this doesn't seem to be a, like 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 a medium at all. No. Right. Yeah. No. There's no. There's no grid no. level. Yeah. But of course, to be to be the front man in a band. At some point, you have to realize that, that even if you're someone like me who's not maybe always comfortable in that role, uh, before we play a live show, I kind of have to, I have to get into my own head a little bit and kind of transition yeah. from my normal, everyday personality to the person I have to be on stage, because that's not the person you see up there is not really it's usually not someone's true personality yeah it's 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 a show they're putting on a show but what happens i think to a lot of people over time is 
that personality begins to overtake their true part and they start to actually they do become that person and someone who's on like that all the time at some point becomes difficult to deal with i mean it's just it's going to happen well i mean i have to say um with respect to musicians like like yourself who are out there actually making the music for fans like us to 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 listen to because especially in these times you know music is one one of the one of the things that, that can you know temporarily take you away from from you know these four walls and you know in lockdowns that we've had here music is the thing that that can transport you that connects you that moves you yeah yeah it's a it's definitely an escape yeah and how how is that for yourself because you've mentioned that you've had a few bands before this yeah so i mean we've I've, of course we can both speak to this but obviously we've done we played music since we were teenagers you know so 20 plus years 30 plus years maybe uh and so but a few years ago i kind of got to a point where i didn't know how much of all of this kind of stuff i wanted to deal with i was kind of in a place where i didn't have time to put in that what i really needed to so i kind of moved on and i thought well maybe i'll try some solo stuff so i don't have to deal with so many moving parts with other band members and i had a couple of starts and stops it just didn't work out and so it was really only about a year ago when this project kind of started up and it was still i was still really just writing songs i didn't know what i was going to do with it and just kind of happened to hit up frank and our drummer charlie who Charlie wasn't playing with anybody at the time either, and uh, they were both interested. So here we thought, you know, in early 2020, we're like, this is going to be great. We've already got a bunch of songs written. We're going to get this thing going, and we were kind of moving ahead, and we got to around March, and yeah, everything came to a screeching halt. And from that point on, it's been really difficult to get anything done. So. What, but, what, what, what's your experience being, being Frank? Because obviously you've got a wealth and breadth of experience of being in different brands, and you know, you you know, music is your life and blood, right? It is. Um, you know, unfortunately, at this point, I've never been able to be a, a full-time musician, so I've always had a day gig. But um, you know, I've been doing this for a very long time, and, and actually, Ricky and I have been in several bands in the past. 20 some odd years um and you know there have been times when uh, you know in the past when we've been really close to actually you know making it quote unquote this was um you know a few years ago but so we've had we've had some several close calls um and you know those were really exciting times and and so now you know with the state of technology and and you know we don't need all this extra help to to you know, go into a studio to record uh, you know a professional uh, piece of music. We can we've had friends that have a computer in their garage, you know, basically, and and we can put we can record a song and put it out to the world, you know. Yeah. And you couldn't do that 
you know, 20 years ago. And so, so, you know, it's, it's a really exciting time to be a musician because of how, you know, you really can't make any money at it, but you can get your music out there uh, to the whole world. Well, well yeah, for, for sure, because I'm, I mean, without social media, I, I don't think we'd, we'd be in, a, able to make a connection because there's no way that I would have been able, able to go to Texas to, to hear you play or that you would have traveled, traveled to London so that I could have seen, 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 seen you play. So I think for, for all, all these ills, um, you, you know, it's, it's 2020, and I, I just am assuming that for, for, for the best part of 2021, it's kind of level the playing field for all artists. So from small to, to large bands, because they, they, they can't, do the thing that they would have born to do, which was like be in front of the stage. But you can still connect with fans, right? Exactly. Yeah, and, and connect with fans that you never thought you'd be able to connect with <laughs> in places that, you know, you've right. only seen, seen in a map or, or read in a book, you know? And you know, without, without things like this, I don't, I don't really know what would have happened to the music world as a whole. Because the, thankfully, these doors opened the doors to social media, the doors to things like podcasting and internet radio, and you know, live you know streaming services. Because the way traditionally that musicians have got themselves out there through playing live gigs is is not available. It's gone. We yeah. don't we don't have that option for the most part. So. And we would just be, we would all be sitting still wondering if anybody in the world even knew that our music existed anymore. <laughs> so. Well, I, I absolutely love um, the acoustic uh, song that, uh, that uh, you played, played for us, Afraid. That's absolutely fantastic.
Where, 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 where did the lyrics come, come, come from? Those lyrics are, uh, they're kind of taken from a conversation a while back that I actually had with, with my wife. Uh, we were talking and, you know, kind of the strange times that we're in right now. She was basically kind of, it was somewhat in jest, but somewhat there's always some amount of truth to it as well. Just saying that, you know, if, if something happens and I die, just don't spend all this money on a, some big funeral. So just, just, you know, we have a bunch of our old dogs that we've had for years and years. And we have a little pet cemetery. She's just like, you know, just put me out there with the dogs. <laughs> and then on top of that, she always makes a <laughs> And do not let your brother sing at my funeral. <laughs> she was she was probably serious she was probably serious about that part but uh, yeah 
I can see that. And then from there, you just kind of take that little small piece and just kind of work it into a a whole song, you know. That's fantastic. That's how it works for me, anyway. I don't know. I don't know how anybody else does it. For me, yeah, songwriting is very strange. It comes in sparks and moments of inspiration, and then there are long dry spells where I can try and try, and there's just no music. So either it pops or it doesn't. I know there are guys who just work at it like it's a it's a craft. They'll they'll paint twenty paintings a day. They'll write twenty songs a day. Me, if I would just be standing in front of an empty canvas for hours on end with a you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it'll come to me. And that's 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 kind of how it works. Wow. And um, so a good quick question for you both. Um who supported you when you were young to take up the guitar, to push you into this world of music? Nobody. For me, <laughs> no, for me, it was my parents. You know, my, my parents were very supportive. Uh, you know, they yeah. bought me my, my first guitar, uh, my second and third guitar. Uh, they, they bought me a couple of amplifiers and paid for guitar lessons. And so my parents were always supportive. Um, of me and and uh, but you know in the early days teenage years high school yeah i mean i wouldn't say i guess i shouldn't say nobody but i don't think until i got really older you know into my maybe even into my 30s ever that my parents and most of my family really took my music seriously it was more of a you know, to them, this was just some hobby or whatever that in, in time I would, you know, grow tired of or do something else or, you know, I don't think they ever really considered the fact that, oh, this, you know, he's actually a really good songwriter and he's, you know, had shots to be successful at this. And it's it's a real thing. It's not just a pastime. I mean, you can see that 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 it's. I mean, the the words that you use, the um, the the way that that, that the whole band gets together together in your songs, it's it's not a garage band. This is you know, a true professionals. They they're there. You know, you know the, the way that the hooks are placed, the way way that the, the intro music is. Uh, I mean. For example, in a text, Texacali, that's fantastic. That just kind of blew my mind. I cried when I left today, but some things just, just can't say. Another long flight, another highway, another hotel bar, and strangers without names. I hope I find you when I close my eyes. Midnight smile shining in your eyes But the city's so bright In this hotel at night And I know when I wake You won't be by my side But you buckle my
exact date well I, I have the date that it's supposed to be released but when you're releasing something through streaming services through a, a third-party service uh, there's always the chances that something could bump that date back a little bit something you input maybe not right or whatever but as of now early February that song will be released so and that's a good that's that's a very different song from the others also and that's, you know, it's, I'm not sure how many more songs like that we'll have that'll, because that one is kind of a, it's kind of a big rock song, which yeah. is not really, it's, that's not how it was in, it was written on an acoustic guitar as a very pretty acoustic piece of music. And it actually transformed into that song that you hear in the studio as we started working it and building it and adding things onto it and you get to a point where you're like, wow, I think this is actually a rock song. This is not just a, a pretty little acoustic song. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it was when I, I plugged my guitar into a Marshall and then I'm like, Oh, that's the sound. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you describe yourself as an old con con country band. Um, what, what does that mean? Well, what does that mean to you? 
What do you think? I've got my thoughts oh, on it, but uh, I, I, yeah, you know, uh, you know, all country it means a lot of things. It's you know, because country today, there's, uh, you know, you have the the pop country, that, mm. um, and that's that's not what we do at all. We're, we're more of like, um, uh, I wouldn't even say it's all. It's not even old school country because it's not even that either. Because um, it's no. just it's it's more. It's not, it's not big rock guitars, um, like you have in actually pop country has big rock guitars, but you know, it's more about layers and textures. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and and more and of I've a been kind of um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just more of a uh, the art of of the song. I think you know, as we like Ricky says, you know, he has the chords and the melodies, and it's and and I like to lay to layer those. You know, put textures on top of those, and and I don't know if that makes it alt country or not, but it, it's something that you know it's hard to put a label on yourself, you know, because you really don't want to, but you kind of yeah. have to. So I, I, you know, I guess that's a label that we have, but. It's hard to describe, you know. I'm having trouble now describing. There were, there were a lot of bands. You know, there were a lot of bands in the early 2000s. You think of bands like like Wilco that actually kind of turned into more of like an indie band right. than really an alt country band. That's true. Or artists like Whiskey Town and Ryan Adams, where they could do. I think by labeling themselves that, and even at this point, labeling yourselves kind of that alt country, it gives you that little bit of freedom that you need. So if you do write a song that is almost, I mean, it could be just a pure country song. That's fine. You can do that because that kind of falls into that wide genre. But then at the same time, if you decide you want to write just a couple of rock songs, you can do that too. So you know, and it's not like old school Southern rock, you know, where there was a lot of boogie woogie blues kind of stuff in those bands. It's, it's, it's got a lot more like indie pop rock sensibility to it, but it still has a very Southern feel. And if I'm the one that's going to be the voice, there's no getting around the Southern feel. That part's going to be there. I can't make it go away. It's just Part of what it is so even in a rock song you're going to have some amount of southern country feel to it just by the just by the vocal style well i mean that's that's what we love because i mean um you just got some great um you know uh and other artists it just seems you know like you've you've got new alum you've got charlie crockett paul coffin you've got you know josh Ray walker you, you know, four fours and your acres. You know, you just—it just seems to be that that sound from 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 Texas. It—I mean, you can't believe it's so distinct from the pole polished Nashville sound. Yeah, and it is very different. Yeah, it's a very different style for sure. There's there's something to the Texas. When people say Texas style music and they they say, Well, do you mean country? And it's like, no, it's really not country at all. <laughs> it has some country feel to it, but it has a very distinct you're you're right, there is something to the sound. You can kind of tell when a band is from Texas. And like you were talking about, like Charlie Crockett, 
he gets lumped completely in as a country artist sometimes, but like the song he just released, to me, there's nothing remotely country about that song. Oh. It's like a soul song. It is, yeah. You know? A blues song. Yeah. yeah. But but he, yeah. he 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 seems to float between John genres. Between genres, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just seems to dive in and out. I mean, um, obviously he's his album from from last year. I mean, uh, Run the Horse Run. Uh, you, you know that that kind of blew my mind. Um, but I mean, I, I think it's important not to pigeonhole artists like yourself as well because. We want to hear everything that you have to give to us, not not just a specific um, type type of music, because that's I feel personally that's just not that interesting. Why would you want a, a band just to repeat the same movies music forever and ever and ever? Yeah, yeah, and you know I think that's what really hurt artists in the past and why. And, and and that's that's part of also what's so great about the where the music industry is now and the fact that you can just be completely an independent artist so nobody has any real nobody's controlling you nobody else is controlling the narrative because you think about in the past you take a, a country artist and this is going way back but you take someone who was so successful uh you know like garth brooks yeah and he was he was the biggest artist in the world and he decided that he wanted to release a rock album and they told him you can't do that you're garth brooks you're a country artist no one wants to hear that so of course he released it under a different name right he released it under chris gaines of course everybody figured out that chris gaines was garth brooks that was a big no-no and his fans hated it and his fans turned on him and it almost killed his career you know, because back then you weren't allowed to be anything different than what you are. But at the yeah. same time, you just can't keep doing that same thing forever. You know, at some point you got to have a little freedom to do something different with your music. Everybody, no matter what genre artists they, they identify themselves as, there's no way that that's the only kind of music that they ever write. There's definitely different music that comes out of those people. Well, I mean, you've, you've, I mean, taken artists like Bob Dylan, Dylan, right? He's, he's had success in yeah. every single decade, but he's not been the same artist as he first started out. But right. the, the, the folk hero, hero, I mean, right. obviously, you know, you know, when he picked up an electric guitar, people were like, oh, yeah. you can't pick up an electric guitar? What are you doing? Exactly, yeah. That's not Bob Dylan. Right? That's right. Not he Bob did. He he. There have been artists who've done that. Yeah, I mean it's possible. I mean I think probably for my generation, I think of how many times you two have reinvented themselves. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again, you know. So it can be done, but you have to you have to either be big enough artist with enough power to do that and enough success to not be back then for your label not to be afraid for you to do that or you have to be an independent artist where yeah. you're not beholden to somebody else well i mean another one springs to mind is madonna 
because she's basically re reinvented herself so many, 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 many times. Many times over, yeah. yeah. It's, it's doable. I mean, it just shows you that, you know, everybody has all different types of music in them. You know, nobody, nobody, I don't, I don't think any songwriter, any real songwriter out there is not a one trick pony. You've got more, you've got more than one style, you know. And, and you know, for us, I mean, I know we don't I'm talking to about well on the app. Go on. And for us, we don't, we don't have the pressure. We don't have the pressure of saying, okay, well, you know, we had this song and it was successful. So we have to write another song just like that. You know, the same look and feel and, and sound. And yeah, you'd have to recreate that magic. Instead, we can say, you know what? Okay, that was a, that was a good song. Let's, let's do something different because we can, because we want to, because it's interesting. And, and, what, what, and what, what in your head makes not just a good song, but a great song? It's got to be, it's got to be, it's two things. It's the melody. And it's the hook. I, I love hooks. I love, you know, a song that that is it gets stuck in your head, you know, whether it's a, you know, and, and the, there's many songs that get stuck in your head and, so, and some you don't want them. You want them out as soon as possible. But, you know, to, to me, if a song gets stuck in your head and and it's catchy and and it's repeatable, then that's a good song. To that a song that kind of becomes an earworm but also i think i think you can write a great song that maybe doesn't ever have any hit potential it may not ever be a top 40 hit it's not something that's gonna appeal to everybody but you know it might it might catch that small audience and they just they can't get enough of it maybe maybe because the lyrics speak to them maybe just because the melody puts them in a certain mood. That's like, so the deep end, I've, I've had so many people tell me, we've got reviews of the song, and it's always, someone always mentions the mood. Yeah. The way it feels, the way it makes them feel. And I think that song, I don't know, I, it, to me, maybe you could have a hundred different versions of lyrics over that song and everything. And, and as long as the, like Frank was saying, that melody and the flow is there, and you don't lose the feel. So I guess the answer is, I don't know. I don't know what makes a great song. <laughs> you know, you know, what's a, it can be a, any a combination a, of those things. Yeah. So, so uh, let me amend my thought about a great song. I love a song that tells a story too. You know, a, a song like um, a Willie Nelson song that tells like his record, uh, his old record, uh, Redheaded Stranger, you know, every song tells a story. And I, I love a song that, that does that as well. It doesn't have to have a hook in it. It doesn't have to be catchy, but if it tells a story, I mean, that's, that's a great song as well. Well, I mean, the, 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 um, the artist that come, come to mind is John Prime, you, you know, right. He, you, you know, uh, he just, you know, some of his songs were just so dark and, you know, but, but, but there were no giant guitar in, intros. It was just mm -hmm. the lyrics. It's just the words that wrapped, them, wrapped themselves around your brain, wrapped themselves around your heart and started to make you feel that connection, right? 
Right. Oh, absolutely. Great songwriter. And he had some great songs. And, and you're right. His songs would tell a story or get you thinking about something in a way you've, or seeing something in a way that you've never saw it before. And it's, it could just be something really, really simple, but you've never thought of seeing it in that way before. Yeah. And that makes a great song. At the same time, like Frank was saying too, you can have some of these, I mean, to me, I think of them a lot of times as silly pop songs, but almost some of them, it seems like they only have one line that just repeats over and over. But somehow, some way, there's some other piece of either the beat, the melody, something else comes to mind that causes you to just get completely ensnared. <laughs> and as silly as the song may be, millions of people will gravitate to it. So, you know. Well, I, I, I think maybe that's because um, we, we are so um, primed for fast food and fast music. Yeah that whenever we hear this kind of music, we'll gladly take it on board, but it, it's got no actual substance. It's got no value though. So, you know, you know right. um, and when, when you do find something of sub, sub, substance, that's when it really actually matters. That's when, you know, you, know, you want to find artists like yourself and think, well, What's more to their history? What's more to their backstory? Where where where, where right. are they going to next? True, because if it's if it's so easily consumed, yeah, it can be easily yeah. forgotten. <laughs> you <Exactly>. know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's why a lot of people, you know, that's they they kind of. I think that's where the the kind of sub genre of singer songwriter has gotten pulled out of that because they're kind of considered, if you're on the singer-songwriter side, then not only are you writing something that might, it might be very catchy, and it might be something you can, you can bounce to, and, but there's also some substance to it. And like, you know, like you were saying, a lot, of that, a lot of the silly pop is just that, it's, it's like fast food music, but I don't think McDonald's makes great hamburgers, but they sell a lot. <laughs> so they're doing something right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. So, so they are do, do doing something right, but 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 that just like you said. That but to me, it's not. Actually, it's not song crafting. No, it's not. It's not. It's not crafting something that's more than just a quick bite. Yeah, it's not going to move you though. It's not going to have no. tears down your face. It's not going to make you. Right think of that special person or, or that place where you met that special person or you know when you were traveling or anything like that it's in and out right. yes it's not gonna it's not gonna make me sit in the corner of a dark room and cry and then when someone comes in have to explain why i'm there <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that it was, it, i was well, i was listening to this song <laughs> but So um, this isn't to be um, kind, kind of like a difficult question, but if you had to choose 
uh, five songs or five albums or five artists that you could just just take away with you if you would say if you were strand stranded in a mine shaft or if you were on a desert island, who would like like you want to make sure that you had still on your phone or still on your you, you know laptop or some some something to do keep you sane? I guess I'll go. Uh, <laughs> Tom Petty. Yeah. Tom Petty. That would be the one artist. Oh, wow. You know, if, if I, if I, yeah, if I could have, because he tells a song, he'll tell the story in a song, or he'll have a silly pop song, or he'll have, his songs are always interesting, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, whether it's, you know, he doesn't have many filler songs, but even if it is a filler song, it's still better than most songs. <laughs> He's great. I love Tom Petty. Right. You know, for me right now, if you're asking me that question right now, at this point in my life, it would it would probably be Jason Isbell. All right. Yeah. I yeah. can listen to his music repeat over and over. I don't ever get tired of it. It never gets old to me. But of course, I mean we're constantly evolving. If you asked me that when I was 18, it would have been Van Halen. When I was 25, it would have been Jane's Addiction. When I was 30, it would have been somebody else, you know? So. That's still Van Halen. But right now, yeah, that would be, that would be one. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom Pitbull, that's what I was about to say. If I had a few to choose from, then, then I would probably still throw in there Tom Petty and Van Halen and maybe Willie Nelson. Uh, man, I don't know who else. Almost everybody else, even though I really like them, at some point I would probably get really sick of it. <laughs> if that's all I had. <laughs> right. Fantastic. So, um, thinking about the future, um, I mean, 2021 in terms of being able to be out there on stage and stuff, it isn't looks like it's not going to be possible at least not yet so um what uh, what next for for the band and i know you got the new track tetex text text currently coming out in february um what what next after that uh i really hope aside from at some point hopefully being able to play live like you said but uh early spring I would like to get back in the studio and lay down at least another maybe four or five songs. And with the idea that we're going to take the current three that we would have and package those up into a, a full album and release that hopefully by fall 2021. Fantastic. That would, that would be, that would be what I want to do. Yeah. And you know, just depending on how things go, and also, at some point, I want to be able to start, even though I don't, I don't know that we'll ever get back to the point, because we're not, a, we're not really a band at this point in time in any way that's going to go out and do any real hard, serious touring. But I would like to get to the point where we can get back to playing live on a semi-regular basis and also on a more regional you know, I'd like to get out and get around some of the states and places around Texas, get out to you know, Louisiana and Oklahoma and Tennessee and, you know, New Mexico. 
and just kind of try to grow from there. Try to grow that, not just the the fan base through social media and the internet, but actually get out there and do the old school grassroots, grow your fan base by showing up somewhere and playing and somebody hears you and you know, they tell somebody and they tell somebody and it grows from there. So. Fantastic. Well, um, I have to say it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you here on the podcast and I just really wish you every success. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. This has been great. You know, it's, it's great to, to, to have some place to get out and uh, to be able to promote your music while also promoting somebody else's endeavor. So these, these little sorts of uh, collaborations like this where we get to come on and do a podcast and talk about things we never get to talk about is always great. So thanks for having us. Mm-hmm.